going on, everyone? Nathan, what's up? What's going on, Lucas? A little First weird to live. do this live. It is. <laughs> it is. Looks like we got quite a few people here in the comments so far. A lot of people from the Patreon as well. Thanks for showing up, everyone. Oh, cool. Now I can see that. Yeah, I know. It finally came up for me. Guys, this is our first live, and I was just panicking back scenes with, with Abby and Nathan, not knowing how to, like, I've deleted scenes. It, it's It's been a mess, but we're going to make it work for you guys because uh, today we are doing a little impromptu number two episode of the week um, because I really think it's important for us to address what's going on with FWC um, and kind of the horror and everything that's been going on. Um before we jump in, Nathan, you want to talk anything about that and why we're doing this? No, I think everyone in the industry, uh, especially our viewers, are going to be pretty aware of what's the situation right now. Um, I'm just excited to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion, kind of discuss what we still should be doing in the coming weeks, months, whatever. Um, so, yeah, uh, you want to bring our guest in and have them introduce themselves, Lucas? Uh, yeah, we'll do that here shortly. Again, we just want to appreciate every one of you that stopped by. And of course, we do want to appreciate our sponsors. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to our sponsors. And then we'll bring Abby on uh, to get this taken off. All right. Whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years, the first place you want to visit is Stewart Design. More and more breeders keep showing up at shows on Morph Market and all over socials. Sometimes it may feel impossible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Design helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brand for US Arcs, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of others well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. So, wondering if Stewart Design is right for you? Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. Maybe you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. And maybe you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. You want to make your own way doing what you love. You might just have a big idea and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake. Have a conversation with him. To learn more or get started, visit sdidentity.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brand, own markets, Steward Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best-looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animals' comfort and well-being. Visit FocusCubedHabitats.com for your animals' caging needs. Again, 
visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. All right, we're back. Abby, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. we are eventually going to have you on. It's unfortunate it's under these circumstances. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get you back on for fun talk too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think a big reason why, um, you know, I, what's, what's interesting about having you on about the topic was, um, you know, I gave, we had some ideas and um, I gave Nathan a call and I was like, you know who we should have on? And he was like, I think I know who you're going to say. And I was like, Abby. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and I think that speaks volumes because of your advocacy for, to what's been going on with USARC, USARC Florida, uh, FWC, and uh, the acts that they committed. Um, if there's like a handful of people I could think about that have been very vocal about this, um, you're definitely like right there at the top. Yeah, I've been pretty, pretty loud. Um, I feel like there was definitely a ramp up to this as well, um, which is just as devastating. So I think there's definitely several of us that have been very vocal and working hard to try and get the word out there as much as we can. I mean, Gary, who is in the, the chat right now, Tim, who is in the chat right now, um, there's a lot of us who've really been working hard to get the word out as much as we can in front of as many, not only keepers, but also just the, the general public about, I mean, the FWC specifically um, and the the abuse of power and what we were worried about and this just goes to show that what we were worried about is <laughs> this is why this is why we were worried um this is yeah. why we we're doing the work we were doing so unfortunately what we were afraid of has come to pass what where do we go from here you know, you say, you know, what we were afraid of happening, right? And I think this was like kind of just like this idea that, you know, they could do this, but um, I, I didn't think that they would actually be dumb enough to start doing that. But I guess they went ahead and, uh, and you know what, this is not even, um, this not is the, the first, first time. That, no, it's, it, this is the first time we got caught on camera, but yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I bought an animal um, from uh, someone in Florida just last week and uh, I called him just to say like, Hey, want to check in how are things going in your neck of the woods? And he's like, fortunately I'm in North Florida. He's like, a lot of the raids are happening in South Florida, but there's rumors about moving them up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, he, he expressed the stress and, um, having to stay low key, not posting things. So I think people are actually really concerned. Um, you know, people were scared before, and I think now it, like, kind of woke them up. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as kudos to Chris Coffey for right. keeping his head and in the midst of such a horrific act, 
thinking to film it. That, Be yeah. Because I, I, that's, I, that we're actually able to use that to actually prove that this thing actually happened. Because had it not, it still would have been the whole who said what and what is actually true kind of thing. Um, and I think it just helps to further serve as more and more information comes to light of who is actually running the FWC and what is their purpose here. It, it just helps to point out like, Hey, exactly. What is the purpose of villainizing reptile keepers here? What, why? Right. Like what, what's the long game here? I mean, I, I always fall back on the whole thing of, of ignorance. Right. Um, and uh, there's no one better um, than, you know, government type of, uh, you know, government officials or state led organizations that take advantage of ignorance. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they they are going to do that because everyone has been saying this, but I think we all can 100 percent agree with this. But if this would have been any mammal, any cat, any dog um, and these things were happening to them, this would be a much bigger deal. But, you know, because of you know, man-eating pythons or, you know, these huge, large uh, snakes that are illegal to own, right? Not even bringing up, like, you know, being grandfathered in or not always used to be illegal, right? So uh, what a lot of the public is seeing is just like, oh, someone was keeping snakes that were banned in Florida, mm -hmm. right? Well, and they hear large constricted and they're like, oh, well, I mean, they're invasive anyway, so what does it matter? And I think it's convenient because... I think a lot of people are afraid of them. They don't understand mm -hmm. them. They hear media sensationalization around these animals. And it's a very convenient excuse to be like, well, I don't like them. I'm afraid of them. So who cares? And it's like, okay, here's why you should care. And I think now we're actually able to leverage a really good point as to why people should care. And I think people are now starting to like, if, if NBC is picking up this story and sharing it, we need to, as a community, leverage that and continue pushing that information out there. Our work, it's not sexy work. It's not fun work. It is exhausting. It is hard, right? Like, like I, we were talking earlier, it's like running a marathon. It's not fun. It's not for everyone, but it is, we, it's such important work. We need to do it. We need to get this work done and we need to do it now and keep it going and not let it stop like right and and i think on. i think historically um you know with he, here's kind of what i have to say about the situation um at, not the situation in general but in terms of what we as a community need to keep doing um historically with us arc and uh, you know like the competes acts and uh things that have happened historically um, we always have a big major threat that pops up, right? Just a threat. Like it's just like on paper. Mm -hmm. um, we fight really hard. We get the money. We donate. Um, we do everything that we can to get friends and people to uh, reach out to legislators, right? We do what we can. And then boom, we have like a small win, a small victory, right? Because for those of us that have been keeping for a while, we know that it's not the last time. And we know it's very far from the first time. Um, and so... All of a sudden, it gets quiet. We start getting complacent. And the the USR talk stops. And uh, much less money is being donated at the auctions at shows. Um, and what ends up happening is 
we are reactive as a community, right? I, I think in terms of this, we, we mm-hmm. see a threat and we become reactive. And now that there is what just happened in Florida with Chris and his collection, um, that's an attack. That's not a threat. That's an attack to the animals that we keep. Those are animals that everyone who's probably in the chat right now has some, and you just saw them die. Um, uh, and so rather than this being a hyped up thing that we talk about for a month and get complacent, we actually have ammunition for like the first time ever. We have evidence of a video of really inhumane ways of going through and doing things and having someone's pet killed who also had babies inside of it. So multiple lives killed for no reason. Um, not to mention the grandfathering in of the retics and different things that were going on. And I'll touch on, uh, we have a statement from Chris that I'll touch on in a bit um, that we're allowed to share. But um, if there's any event, this is the event that we need to continue to hit over the head and fight back and really show our guns and um, and not get complacent with. I, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that, I want to hit on really quick is we've all seen uh, the response that FWC has put out in regards to the comments they've been getting on social media. Uh, I want everyone to, in the comments, stay as productive as possible. Um, Keep the narrative going about what the facts are about um, how FWC is trying to spin the situation. Uh, Obviously, we don't have body cam. We just have, you know... um, the word of Chris, but um, I think from what we all saw in that video, I don't think Chris really wanted his animals killed that day. So I think just keeping the narrative going that like he, he didn't want these animals killed in the first place. He was given no other option. It was a bullying tactic by the FWC, but keep it civil. Nathan, can you pull up the statement that the uh, FWC yeah. made and uh, get that shared on the screen? Um, it'll probably look wonky. I don't know. How uh, so um, I, I can't share my screen in this, Lucas. I oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's really lame. Um, okay, do you want to read the statement that they made if it's not super long? Uh, yeah, it's not too long. Uh, we would like to take a moment over social media to address the numerous comments we've received regarding two incidents which occurred recently involving our agency. Last week, FWC officers and investigators euthanized a boa constrictor while complying with the captive wildlife facility's owner's request to euthanize, relinquish, invasive, and under wait, unpermitted, uh, prohibited pythons at his facility. This mistake is being taken seriously, and we are examining our procedures to ensure similar events like this don't happen again. Uh, for a full preliminary statement and updates, follow the link. This week, one of our officers was arrested. The officer resigned prior to termination by FWC. We find these charges reprehensible, and we will continue to fully support and cooperate with the investigation. Our staff remains dedicated to the conservation of Florida's natural resources. Abby, thoughts on that? That's so many thoughts because it is so loaded. they're, they they twist the words to put the responsibility of the killing of the animals back on coffee, which is... Right. Who literally... in, they don't want to take responsibility for it. And it's incredibly unfair. And then they throw in another red herring with 
the officer getting tagged with child pornography. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, you're trying to pull focus. It's my understanding that officer was not involved with that raid of Chris Coffey's facility. I believe so, yes. So that's also convenient. So it's there's just a whole lot wrong with that statement. And yeah. I would I would also challenge the FWC to also start proving how they are committed to the conservation of habitat in Florida. Because yeah. I'm having a really hard time finding that in researching it on my own. Like I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to research how many um, permits they gave to um, real estate development for gopher tortoises. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Nothing. It, not to say it's not out there. But it's, if it is out there, it's certainly not easy to find. So it's just, they're, they're receiving a whole lot of pushback right now. Mm-hmm. And that kind of statement shows that they are feeling it. And they need to continue feeling it more and more and more. Not only from the reptile community, but from the general public at large. Because the general yeah. public, I think, is also concerned with habitat loss because it's a huge issue just like the reptile community is and we need to yeah um nathan if it's okay with oh oh, yeah go go for it i was i was gonna um i'll let you comment first because after that i'm gonna since i i can't bring in the uh the statement the the statement i'm just gonna read it verbite verbatim verbatim sound like i'm from texas Or bite him. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and, and drop what you're going to say. And then I want to just give you guys a, uh, I got messaged by someone who's a fan of TRL. Um, and he sent over a, a long message that Chris sent about what exactly happened from his perspective. Um, of course, I asked him to send it uh, to, to ask Chris if we could use it. He sent me back screenshots saying that we have permission to. Um, so, uh, Nathan. Uh, I just wanted to touch on one thing on the conservation efforts of FWC. Uh, One thing that Kevin McCurley has been uh, shouting from the rooftops about is their spraying of the, the uh, food that all the, uh, wow. Why am I stumbling on this? The sea cows. uh, Manatees. Manatees. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Brains are weird. Yeah, all the manatee food. So um, I would argue that their conservation is maybe the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, if you think about who who Especially runs the FWC, the yeah, they yeah. those those people who run the FWC are worth millions, if not billions, of dollars, and so it we, is it it is mostly in real estate and highway development. Yep. Do yeah. and do that's the all going through any any shred of what. You what know, habitat is left? habitat, yeah. Yep. Any of these animals have, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it, it's public perception is such a big thing for government officials and things like that. And they're definitely, um, the, the thing that I, I, you know, what ends up happening when people continue to do that is eventually they slip up um, and they're, they're going to be falling backwards with this topic. Um, let me go ahead and read what Chris stated. Um so 
he said uh, he's talking about everyone in general. He said, thank you for your love and support. I appreciate every one of you. One year ago, the FWC arrested me and gave me a property receipt saying that they owned my snakes. I signed it uh, one year ago. Then I was told that if I moved the snakes, an officer would come find me and put me in jail. I was also told that if I had to keep taking care of the animals uh, and maintaining them as if nothing happened. So he was being told that he could not move them. Um, he needed to get rid of them, but then also was told in that same statement that, hey, you need to continue to care for them and maintain them. The officer Our snakes told- now, but we can't take care of them. You do it. But right. he also, sorry, just clarifying, Lucas. So no, please do. He was told that he had to keep them and care for them, that he had to get rid of them, but he also was not allowed to move them. Yep. Okay. So just, imagine. So imagine. Clarifying. Yeah. Imagine those mixed signals that it sends. It's like, well, if I like, I mean, if anything is happening and I need to move or anything, like I can't because I'm at the mercy of FWC. Right. And that, that's. Um, so um, let's see. Uh, the officer told me that somebody would be. Hold on. Let me make sure. I was told that I had to keep taking care of the animals and maintain them as if nothing had happened. The officer told me that somebody would be back to take the snakes. After hiring an attorney and going through the court system, all charges were dismissed. A year and two months later, the officer contacted me again and tricked me into believing that my only option was to euthanize the snakes for the FWC to stop harassing me. So they told him, they arrested him, got out of jail, went to court, all charges were dismissed. And now he's getting a call saying, again, a threat of, if you don't get rid of them, we're going to come and kill them. Um, and basically tricking him into believing that he only had a single option, which was to euthanize the snakes for FWC. Uh, he said, I also think he tricked his boss into believing that I was okay with euthanizing the animals, which I was not. They forced me to sign a property receipt for the second time, which was for snakes that were already their property. I was not shown the bang stick until after I signed the papers. After seeing the first animal, uh, slaughtered. I could not stand to watch anymore. So I set up, let me scroll down. Um, which by the way, as I'm scrolling down, like imagine just being on your property and seeing that. Um, I mean, kudos for him for, for walking out, but, um, I'm sure I wouldn't do anything worse, but like everything in my head would just like want to absolutely kill them. Um, so, I don't care who you are. I, that's just, I mean, you're a trauma therapist. What would, I mean, the I consequences of seeing that happen in front of you and just being powerless has got to be just so damaging. Yeah. And I, be, I believe the FWC officers, do we know if they were armed? Um, that's a good question. I think uh, maybe we you go back and watch the video. Someone, someone in our chat, if you don't mind pulling up the video and answering that question yeah. for us. We'll, that we'll, we'll, we'll get better at these lives to be able to pull in other things. <laughs> um, but um, so he said, after seeing the first animal slaughtered, I, I couldn't stand to watch anymore. So I set up my phone and started recording, which is a video you have seen. I actually haven't even watched the full video myself. USA, US Arc is now in uh, possession of the GoPro camera from the conversation I had with them from a year ago. And this will be coming out. So US Arc has information Good. from the GoPro that he was wearing when he talked to FWC when they coerced him and forced him to sign those papers. Um, that was from the first time? Yeah, that, that was from the original time when he spoke okay. to them after the arrest, um, I believe. 
So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely um, say that they are backpedaling. They're going through damage control right now. They are just flat out not being truthful. And yeah, go I, highlight uh, Tim's comment pretty, really, pretty quick. I mean, it kind of is saying the same thing. He's having people comment on his videos saying mm -hmm. uh, pro FWC thing. So they're full on damage control. Yeah. And yeah. so while they are on fire right now and while we are heated up because this is now a personal again, this isn't a threat, right? It's not like, hey, there's a bill to ban retakes and whatever on, on the competes ad or whatever the case may be. This is an actual um, attack on the animals we love um, and that we're caring for. Uh, and so I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening here um, and anyone who catches this later. Um, don't get complacent. Um, go and so right now, US Arc Florida, a much smaller entity than US Arc, um, needs our support and not just in numbers, but could also use support in finances because they're going to have a lot of lawyer fees um, and a lot of upcoming battles that they are going to have to, uh, they're going to have to, you know, it's not free. That's where the donations come from. Um, so, Abby has been doing a great job with sharing basically daily and not dropping the conversation one bit. And so I, I really think that uh, if we want this to be as productive and us come on the winning side of this, uh, we have to keep that fire lit. It, it's easy to want to revert to just, you know, posting your collection and, you know, posting all the mm -hmm. good stuff happening. But it's our responsibility, especially right now, if we want to keep these animals into the future to make sure that our voices are getting heard. Right. Because whenever whenever these big issues pop up, we're going to need that kind of, like uh, Abby said, grassroots movement to just keep the fires going and, and let, the, let the legislators know that we're not willing to give up the rights to our animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Abby. Oh, it's just, I mean, they've they've caught themselves pretty well in their own <laughs> their own web not to compare them to beautiful animals like spiders but it's it's time to just continue like point out how well they've trapped themselves mm -hmm. like they they did it to themselves unfortunately chris coffee and his animals were the ones to pay the ultimate price and it's incredibly sad but this is this is the power that the FWC yields, and this is what they are absolutely fine doing with it. So yeah. this is what we need to point out. Now, I think it's also really important to take those moments to appreciate what we have. Like I'm I'm doing additional things, like reaching out to my community, saying, "Hey, I own snakes. Do you do events? Can I bring them and share them and educate the public and?" and do outreach that way. Cause that's the fun stuff, right? right? That's the fun educational stuff while also bringing awareness to the rules and regulations that are absolutely overreaching and the abuse of power. So I think it's important to find that balance. Cause I think that's where we'll continue finding that drive and finding that fire. Absolutely. Um, and I think that there are ways that we can, um, I think there's unorthodox ways that we can do that. Like we, we've, we've always talked about, um, you know, that that's a good opportunity right there. So the more people that we educate, the more people that mm -hmm. we get to turn 
their point of view towards, wow, these aren't horrible creatures. They are actually amazing. Um, the more people end up being on our side of like, that's not cool. Um, another unorthodox way that we could continue to try to, uh, blow up and, and make this more available to mainstream media because it's really only been covered, uh, in, in Florida. And I think maybe one other time that was more national news, but, um, I, I made a comment on a podcast that happened last week, but I would encourage you guys, um, go to your local news station online. They have an email. Um, you can drop the link of that email. Uh, you could drop the link of the video and provide all the context that you're learning and all the information about what's happening. Um, if you want to be really smart about it and like you want to provide all the information, you can look up the codes that FWC and the regulation about grandfathering in and all their laws and the things that even they are breaking, like, you know, putting, for example, that a boa can definitely be a pet. Um, and get that over to your local news station. Um, it's it's really important that we try to uh, find different ways that we necessarily haven't thought about in the past to try to get this to the eyes of as many people as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, visibility. I, I've even had coworkers uh, that have no animals at all that have now seen this story. So trust me, our, our efforts are are worth it. Yeah, I, this is actually really good news to see here from Tim that that it is getting a lot more, um, a lot more uh, coverage, which is great. Um, I'm I'm really happy, and I, I think that um, we are doing a, a good job as a community of waking up uh, to really voice how I think we're all hurt from this, and and uh, you know, I don't mean hurt in like a sense of you know, we're, we're hurting like Chris is, but I think for all of us that watched that video, um, was pretty upsetting and probably caused a lot of unpleasant emotions that brought up. And, um, yeah, I, I I just think that we can all feel for Chris. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up just a few points that I've seen through the, the comments here. And just one other thing, uh, we've been talking about Tim from intrepid exotics here and there. He's put out three or four videos now and just filled with information, just great, great videos. So um, if you need to educate yourself, educate anyone else on them, those are great links to share. Um, Another thing, uh, where'd it go? Uh, Derek from Pied Retic said, uh, sharing to stories is great, but reels or posting to other platforms is a great way to spread the word to people that don't already follow you. So use the algorithm to our advantage. Reels right. for Instagram. TikTok is how my coworker saw it. So, I yeah. mean, T- TikTok's share, huge share right now. Everywhere mm-hmm. you can, it only takes a minute. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing was, uh, before we get way too far away from it, Chris Shar did say that the officer was armed. Okay. Okay. Thanks for checking in on that, Chris. Uh yeah, just a, a very frustrating time. But what I have like what I what I liked about, um, you know, I, I guess the silver lining of a lot of this tragedy is I actually have seen the community come together more now mm-hmm. um, than it has in a while. And uh, even with a lot of stuff going on just in the retail community and things like that, it still seems like a lot of people are pushing towards uh, really getting behind this and mm-hmm. uh, not wanting to sleep. Yeah, I think. 
the the reasons behind behind why a lot of us have been pushing support for US ARC and support for the the pushback against all the rules and regulations is now justified, right? Mm -hmm. We get so much pushback, especially from the general public of like, rules and regulations are good. Why do you care? Like you should have to have a blah, 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 blah. It's like, this is why it's bad. This is why we fight against it. And yeah. now it's not that it wasn't justified for us before, but it's just, it's heartbreaking that it had to go this far for the general public to realize, oh, this is why this is bad. It's like, but, this is why we were afraid. This is why we are afraid. This is why we're fighting so hard. What, what's crazy is that as bad as this is and the general public is kind of waking up, I've had a lot mm -hmm. of people, like I've talked about this at work to somebody, and I've had a lot of people that have shared the perspective of like, well, you know, uh, have you seen how chickens are killed? Have you seen how cows are killed? And all these things in regards to like food that we eat and, and, and none of them are like vegan or anything, by the way, but they're just mm -hmm. like, you know, another animal dead. Like, do you realize what's happening to what you eat? And, and if you stop to, you know, I, I think that's comparing apples to oranges because number one, um, whether it's humane or not, that we're not going to get into that, but you know, when chickens are raised or cows are raised for the sole purpose of being killed and fed, you know, to, to feed people, um, it, it's a lot different than someone who has kept an animal for 10, 15 years, mm -hmm. um, who has bred it, who has financial investment in it, who has emotional investment in it for mm -hmm. someone to go over there, um, and, and put it down right in front of you in the way that they did. And then accidentally quote unquote, um, or stupidly or ignorantly kill an animal that they shouldn't even have killed, that they were told multiple times uh, to not touch. And it, it's, it, it, it just doesn't, you can't use that argument in terms of why this is, uh, it, I mean, you know, I, a lot of people from, uh, a couple of people from work were like, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't look good, but like, you know, this stuff is happening with animals that are being killed and blah, blah. And it's like, eh. But but if they came in and did that to any one of your pets, I don't care if you keep a hermit crab, I don't care if you keep. But if you have an animal that you love, and you're not using it to eat, right? You're not you're gonna not gonna kill it right. so that you can feed yourself. Um, how would you feel about that? And even to to push back even further against that argument, even if you were raising an animal for the purpose of meat, if you cared for that animal, you would not go about killing it in that fashion because it's not humane right like you would have more compassion right than that because it's another living thing yes you raised it for the purpose of providing for yourself and your family for meat or what have you you're going to be kinder in ending that animal's life than that and that speaks even to the broader area of like USDA rules and regulations of how animals are slaughtered at a grander scale in yeah. the first place as well. So it's just full circle back to government power and overreach. It's, you know, it's, but it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's a snake who cares. It's kind of that same kind of attitude. It's like, okay, if that was someone's dogs that they came in and said, oh, you have too many dogs here you're you're over you're not permitted for this many dogs are going to kill them right it would have a much bigger reaction than 
someone's snakes. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, that's just the reality of the world that we live in. You know, we, we are always going to be fighting an uphill battle as snake right. lovers, as reptile lovers, as cold-blooded pet lovers. Um, we are always viewed as the weirdos. And mm-hmm. I, that, that's a badge of honor that I take. But when it comes to these type of things that, um, that are happening, um, you know, we're always going to be looked at as weird. And so I think what you said earlier, Abby, one of the things that we need to try and do a lot more of is that educational and... Um, and uh, really just the experience, right? It, and it's not so much that you have to know all the history of the animals that you have or uh, you don't have to be a, a biologist or someone or, you know, to, to educate people on this and that. But, like, by education, we really mean just exposing. Yeah, right? show people how much you love these animals and what they give back to you in terms of handling or interaction. Mm-hmm. It goes a long, long way. In just and breaking I- ignorance. Right. And I think a big thing right now is people are getting a chance to see how their irrational fears are truly negatively affecting and harming innocent animals and keepers in a very real way. So take a step back and I'm truly challenging people who are afraid of these animals and I never want to take someone's fear and brush it off like it doesn't matter because fear is a very personal emotion. But I. Oh. She had a good point. But hopefully she'll be she'll... back in just a second from what yeah. we've seen. Yep. What? Oh, did you all pop? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. No, I, you, YouTube froze too for me. So I don't know where, where y'all stopped hearing me. Uh, goldfish memory but you were something about <laughs> something about the fear oh just challenging yes. people more and more on um kind of pushing back on that and saying like hey why do you why are you afraid of these animals yeah is it yeah. is it justified is it rational can we work on you getting over that fear yeah even just a little bit yeah and i and i think that's part of this growth right now, people actually realizing like, oh crap, maybe I, maybe my fear is being taken advantage of because right. we as a community are a very convenient red herring for p- groups like the FWC. Yeah, that's so true. Another um, thing I want to shout out is uh, we, we talked about uh, backing up US Arc Florida, either with the free or financial help uh, that they are offering to us. Um, but I want to make sure that we're shouting out Chris Coffey's uh, GoFundMe mm-hmm. set up by his daughter. Yes. That's huge. Uh, there's thousands of dollars that have been put in already, but there is a long way to go. He has a long legal battle ahead of him. So let's try to, as an industry, give him all the resources he needs to go ahead and fight this. Yeah. Um, Nathan, do you have that pulled up? Maybe we can drop the link down in the comments. Uh, yeah, well, access. We'll drop it in the comments in just a second here. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's, yeah, I mean, still even, uh, I, I, I hadn't watched the video for, for a few days. Um, and I watched it, uh, yesterday again. Um, don't even ask me why, but I will tell you this when you watch it again, 
um, a week later or a few days later after you watch it that initial or maybe the first two times, it's going it, to, it sparked me back up again. It kind of, you know, made me realize like just how bad it was the more that you're exposed to it. Uh, but I also want to just remind people that if this is something that is emotionally harmful for you to watch, um, because it is not pleasant to watch, um, just take care of yourself, engage in self care. Um, you know, we want to be on fire about this, but if this is, uh, I've talked to some people that are, have, were in bed for a day or two after seeing that. Um, and I didn't personally talk to anyone besides my sister that day. Yeah. I full transparency. I have yet to watch it. I have not been able to watch it and I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. Um, cause I literally start just, I, just I don't think I would be able to handle it very well. It was the first thing I saw when I pulled open my phone at five o'clock in the morning. And that was how I started my day. It was awful. It was it was shitty. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't a good. It, it, so, again, I mean, engage in some self-care for those of you that have been exposed to it. Uh, do something that you can to, um, you know, we like I was saying, we want to stay on fire about this and we want to stay lit. But at the same time, we also just need to take some breaths. And mm -hmm. uh, if we do disconnect for a little bit from it so that you can unwind and get rid of a lot of the stressors that are involved of being exposed to um, those kind of uh, events. Yeah. I washed my hair the other day. Awesome. <laughs> that was my self-care. Yeah, seriously. Um, self-care is simple stuff. There's like yep. act, there's active self-care, you know, things like, uh, you know, eating well for you, things that you actually have to do intentionally. And then there's passive self-care, like uh, watching Netflix or, you know, taking a shower and, and you know, doing those kind of things. So, mm -hmm. um, so many ways that you can do that. Um, but, you know, if you've been upset by this, try to find ways that you can uh, not expose yourself to that video, that you can still have a voice. And I think yeah. one of those ways that Abby mentioned, um, that educational component, right, is let's try to get now more than ever um, – more people to reduce their fear level of these animals. I'm not saying we need to go out there and make everybody love snakes because that's not going to happen. But if we can remove people's mindset of being irrationally fearful of these animals, then when they see an animal that they are no longer irrationally afraid of, they might not love them, but they're no longer afraid of it. When they see it get killed in that manner, it's going to impact them emotionally. Right? I want to, I want to, just kind of shift that a little bit i i want i want to challenge you guys to just for those people that are afraid of snakes just get them to see why you love the animal so much mm -hmm. you don't have to do that with an animal just by talking about it and just showing the passion behind it is enough and if that person cares for you they're going to care when something like this happens yeah and i will say i have been pleasantly surprised and i've approached people about like doing events with snakes because mm -hmm. um, I don't have like lizards that I would bring or anything there. It's all snakes. Right. Um, it has been very well received. People have right. been very interested and very curious about it. And it just opens up more opportunities to share that things like this, like events like this are actually happening, that we are being persecuted by government entities were being villainized unjustly. Yeah. And I think that opens up the opportunity to share that. Cause I think people 
will pleasantly surprise you pretty often and be like, oh, snakes are cool. And they don't realize that this is happening. So again, it's just another opportunity to share this and get the word out there. Right. Um, maybe another good example in time. We've talked about this on other podcasts, Nathan, but, um, you know, while we're going through this fight, um, giving them less ammo, which I mean, directly not posting the super, the, the stupid shit on your stories or your pages of, you know, uh, a, a large retake out of its enclosure grumpy with you and striking. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've never been a fan of that for a very long time. So I can, I know that on. was a big topic that we went over with Chris, but yeah, I think it definitely could deserve its own highlight. I mean, especially there's, now. there's plenty, plenty of, of, you know, once it's online and on the internet, it's there forever. So they have plenty to go through and choose if they ever want to use that type of argument. But let's just not add to, you know, um, the stuff that's on there they can use, but if we stop posting it, it stop it stops going viral and people, you know, everybody is on social media so much. And when they go through and they see a, uh, one of those infamous videos of a snake protecting eggs, biting and doing that kind of stuff, pulling eggs, um, you know, those things go viral. And in a week they have 500,000 to a million views, if not more, like we can reduce how many people are exposed to the fearful side of these animals that people we're just, all we're doing is confirming the irrational fear that people have when we do that stuff. So that's my rant on that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the, it's a faulty algorithm that really does a disfavor for us because it rewards posting a defensive snake being a good mom and protecting her eggs right. and maybe you know a snake that hasn't interacted with humans much isn't used to a human gets defensive it's a natural response and we all know people are really good at going through and reading descriptions if there is a very well thought out description with a video no kidding sarcasm heavily included in that statement um but if something like that goes viral then it just it's a reward system right and someone keeps on wanting to post something like that post again post again and things like you know like my boy aries coming out on his own and crawling right up me and being super friendly just kind of no one cares about that. They want to see the mean, scary thing because people like to be afraid, I guess. I don't know. Humans are weird. Us but couple yes, of people, I, I agree. Pe people that love the animals are going to love those videos. But the right. masses, yeah, they want to see yeah. the, the really exciting stuff. Right. I mean, our, our brain has been hardwired for negativity since the dawn of time. Uh, yeah. So, you know, getting to see that and experiencing the, mm -hmm. the adrenaline from watching that or the, the anxiety um, from watching that, but, um, I can go into a long reason on why we're all geared for negativity, but yeah, I'll save you on the lecture. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the same thing happened with pitbulls, right? Like, like pitbulls, when pitbulls started getting banned, like the breed bans that were happening city to city, state to state, you know, those videos of angry pitbulls were going viral. It's like, of course they're angry. They were fight dogs illegally. Like, <laughs> right. We Oh, oh, yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things where like, I think it, it, human behavior is weird. It's like, oh, here's this video that's like extremely upsetting. Let me show everyone it. It's like, why do you want other people to be upset? 
Hi, Abby. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I was saying while you were gone, it's like, um, you know, it's like, oh, here's this really upsetting video of an animal hurting another animal. Let me share it and show everyone. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Let me let me upset all my friends by watching this video. Right. Instead of just like a lot of that thought process isn't even there. I think Abby hit the nail right on the head by saying that there's kind of a screwed up algorithm and reward system right now. Right. Uh, these people, once they post their big first bite, bite video that goes viral, they get rewarded not only with the views, but monetarily. So, you know, it's just like, why wouldn't I keep posting that? Why wouldn't I? You know, it's, right. it's helping me in the short term, but, you know, it's the long term that we need to yeah. be focused on. Yeah. And I think uh, Amy has a good comment on here. She said, now we're seeing more of the nice side of here. Let me go ahead and just put this up here. The nice side of pit bulls, the funny, the snuggling babies. And absolutely, you know, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where, um, you know, we like news and media outlets, right? We always see the negative, 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 but there's definitely the positive that's happening too. And absolutely, I've seen more and more great videos and stuff highlighting pit bulls, um, you know, and uh, we need to do that as snake keepers and and continue, like Abby said, to share those videos that we are handling them, seeing the cute side of them, seeing the, uh, I think of the, Sunny and Sherry ticks. Right. Great, great example of doing that with kids with them. Um, and uh, I want to address Jamie's comment uh, about, you know, collectively calling people out that, you know, post these type of videos and everything. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't dislike the idea of that. Um, however, um, I think people have been going at it with with those kind of guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and They've already heard it. They've heard it and we continue to do it. So what we're doing is we're just, I think by doing that, we're putting ourselves on a stance of like, we're against that, which is always good to do. If you have like a moral and ethical uh, publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And and so, you know, I I think if you want to do that uh, and not stand against it, but what I don't like is like when people go ahead and they take this video that that's not good for the industry and they share it with a comment talking about how much they hate it. And it's like, all right, well, now everybody that's on your page is now liking or, or they're watching that video. You're only spreading that video more and more. So um, I, I think that, uh, Jamie, I think that that's a really good idea. And a lot of it, I think, works and applies well in theories. But at the end of the day, if we're talking about like really big people that are very sensationalized and have been doing this for decades, um, yeah, there's nothing that's going to stop them from at this point that's a big source of income and um i think everyone is pretty vocal if they are not in agreement with it um yeah there's i think something else is going to have to shift either algorithm or otherwise for that to to change um i don't have a solution for that one except for just to keep on keeping on with the positive posts and right like them, comment on them, help them get noticed a little bit more and share them with people who might benefit from, from seeing a friendly snake. Um, so we talked about, uh, e- or emailing news media outlets locally to try to get that video out. Um, we talked mm-hmm. about demonstrating the positivity side, continue to go ahead and, and share stories about us arc, about us arc, Florida, uh, and promote 
you know, supported them because they're going to be needing it. They got a big fight. Again, I'm hoping, and I really do think that this is the case, but again, U.S. Arc and U.S. Arc Florida, we have been getting threats, and we've been having to play defense, and then we go to work. Um, we U.S. Arc and U.S. Arc Florida and our industry, our community, we just got served up like a, a, a like a fat baseball that we need to really just knock out of the park. Like we just got served up an opportunity to really, you know, fire back. And that's, that hasn't happened before. This is literally at at least from the people that I've talked to, that's been doing this for a while. This is like the first time where they messed up so bad that we actually now have leverage. Right. Yep. And I would say too, on top of, contacting news outlets as well, do follow up emails and calls to DeSantos. Cause yeah. we all did the, we all did the initial email last week, but yeah. I'm, I'm sending follow up emails to him on a weekly basis. Cause I haven't heard anything from him yet. And I'm like, where you at dude? What you going to change? Let's, let's see it. Let's hear it. Um, and the more public pushback he gets, because with government, like, yes, they're all loaded, but when it comes to government, they all want to get reelected. So it's a popularity contest, right? Yep. So if they're not in good public standing, it's not going to go well for them in the election. So the more pressure we put on them to make the changes, the more they're going to feel the pressure. So keep that pressure up. Send those weekly emails. I'll share the emails that I write, the updated weekly emails on Instagram. So you can literally copy, paste them, put your name on them, send them out. That is fine with me. Um, as long as you're loading up his inbox, that's the most important part. Yeah, they're inundated. Let's keep yep. them that way. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd love that that. Danny's kind of just typing them down. Um, you know, she said one contact our local news with videos Two, reach out and try to educate three support us arc us arc Florida. Um, and I would love if anybody else in the comments has any type of ways that are not the common, uh, not that the common ways that we know how to, uh, fight back with supporting us arc historically, um, because those work, but trying to come up with any other ideas that we can, used to fight back oh and let me while anybody's dropping that on there let me remind you guys this um and and this might speak to things that are going on now uh in the retail community but um whether whether what you have to say is factual based on opinion made believe a delusion no matter what it is right in this case we're talking about facts and something very emotionally charged with us arc but how you present the information is tenfolds more important than the content behind it. So although all of us are angry and really pissed off and probably have a few select words to say to FWC and those officers and, you know, when you email FWC or you start insulting or you start taking a road that does not, not come off as intelligent and respectful, your, your very important message gets lost because now you have a group of people seeing your message and get defensive. Mm -hmm. um, so do this from a place of um, we're better than you because of what you guys just did horrifically and 
be respectful and just come at them with the information that's really going to help with us securing a win with this. And we don't even know what, what does a win look like with this situation, right? I don't think there is a win, no. right? Um, like, uh, we I get to keep our animals. Point out the change that you want to see right. and use passionate educational language without threatening anyone, I think is really important. Um, there, there are no room for threats yeah. here, guys. That yeah. automatically delegitimizes everything you're saying. So make sure you are not threatening in any way yeah. with your communication in this regard online to FWC. You just have to be so careful here. Yeah, that automatically shoots us in the foot if you threaten in any kind of way. And that includes sharing personal like Instagram accounts, emails of those FWC officers, because that implies threat. So just keep it very, very professional. It is incredibly challenging because it feels so, so justified to proceed that way. But again, we will lose this fight if we proceed in that fashion. So please respond with passion, but educated and do it precisely. And if you feel like you need need help in crafting that, right. let us know. I think there's a lot of us who are, are capable and willing to help you um, if you're feeling overly charged. And if you are, that is absolutely justified and understandable. And, and let me also just, I'll give you guys like psychology 101 here. Um, you know, all of us uh, are, are pretty angry about this, right? Um, but you know, a lot of people have this idea that anger is a primary emotion like sadness and fear and happy, but it's actually not. The only time that anger is a primary emotion is if we're faced in the direct uh, threat, like life-threatening situation is where anger responds from a primary perspective. What typically anger really is, is a bodyguard of being either scared or sad or both. And I think for this situation, I think all of us are probably a little bit of both. So if you guys want to make this an emotionally charged uh, message, express the actual emotion. You know, the anger is there, but that's only protecting that fear and that sadness. The fear of getting these animals removed from us, the fear of someone coming over to our place and doing this, and the sadness that these animals that we love, we just watched a video or I've heard about this video of them being killed, um, you know, for ultimately, I'm even going to say for no reason, because Burmese pythons are not invasive. Retics aren't invasive. And in oh, I'm sorry, retics. Yeah. I was say, uh, sorry, retics are not. Yeah, Burmese <laughs> are very invasive, but retics <laughs> are not invasive. Um, so yeah, we are. We have a right to be scared. We have a right to be sad, and uh, that anger is going to come through. But if you just stick to what you're truly feeling, um, let that bodyguard mm-hmm. kind of push to the side. We can deliver a really good message. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tur- turn it into a calculated response instead of a reactionary angry threat right um so let me go ahead and um first and foremost um i want to uh thank everyone who's been on the live um abby i want to give you an opportunity before we start saying up some wrapping things is there anything else that you wanted to speak on the topic um that that you want to address um i just want to thank everyone for the support um that they've shown me over the last week it's been great i've had so many shares of the kind of facts i've been thrown out there um which are literally y'all these facts are pretty easy to find um 
I literally, I was telling Lucas, I literally just copy and pasted them from the FWC website. Um, I'm working on doing some more deep diving of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for all the support. It's really appreciated and it does help give me the energy to, to keep on going. So it is very much appreciated. Um, I'm laughing at Tim's last comment of use the Jack Nicholson technique. When you get mad, start singing. I feel pretty in traffic. Ooh, right. <laughs> so yeah, don't, don't forget to, um, enjoy your animals. Don't forget to laugh. Um, it's okay to, to have fun along the way, because like I said before, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got to take those breathers, take a step back when you need to, there'll be somebody else there to pass the baton to and keep it going. And then you come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great um, yeah, I, again, for all of you that showed up, um, we appreciate it. This was our first time and I think it went pretty smoothly. Um, so at least from a tech side, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Abby, Thank you for your flexibility. We changed the time like three times and changed it's the day a couple of times. Nathan had to sprint home and get home from Nathan's working on a Sunday. You guys get at him for I, that. I, I won't be off until next Sunday. So Yeah. So bo- both of you, thanks for the flexibility. Um, I, I think that this was a success uh, for those of you that are still watching. Um, let, let's continue to do exactly what, what Abby is saying and just fight this fight. Um, and Patreon supporters, you guys showed up. Um, go to that link down below if you guys want to um, check out our Discord channel where we are having these type of discussions on there. Uh, Nathan, you got anything else? No, just I just want to echo everything you guys have been saying. Thank you for everyone showing up and supporting this cause, uh, supporting this stream, and uh, all of your interaction has been great tonight. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. We're going to close out our first live. You all have a good rest of your weekend. Take care. Thanks, everyone. All right.